Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. So we're in uh, the series called Psalms of Summer, and uh, several of you text during the week and say, what's the psalm for Sunday? Because they like to read up. And so uh, this week, I text back uh, Psalm 118 is the psalm. Now, I have to apologize. We're not going to spend a lot of time there. <laughs> We're going to look at one verse. Uh, and the reason is I've kind of crafted this message around an area or a question that um, I think each year I get a little more... I wouldn't say depressed, frustrated, concerned about this question for the church. In a day in which we're popping up churches, gosh, all over the place, but church attendance continues to decrease. In a time where we have probably the greatest worship I, maybe the church has ever seen, as far as songwriting and lyrics and the bands, the groups. Um, Here's the question that is bothering me, and we're going to answer it today, and we're going to look at it in a lot of different ways. So what what I want to do today is I'm going to ask a lot of questions, and then I'm going to give you a lot of Scripture. (laughs) That's that's what we're going to do. So I hope you like Scripture. You may not like questions, but I I hope you like the Scripture. So here's a question that's kind of bothering me that, that each time I, I kind of sit as a senior pastor, I watch things, I watch people, I watch my church, I watch churches, I watch people in general. And it used to be that this question was different for lost people and saved people. That is not true anymore. It's just not. I can't, pick, I can't tell the difference. And if I can't tell the difference... I wonder if God can tell the difference. So here's the question. Do I trust God? It sounds simple. Do I trust God? Do I really trust the Lord? Now, I know we know a lot of Scripture And I know what the word says. And and sitting in a setting of a worship center after that beautiful worship, the answer that come to mind first easily for most of us is yes. But this is not when the question is really asked. It's not asked. Now. See, the team that's asked on Monday if they can win Sunday is yes. Yes. In the fourth quarter, when it doesn't look good on the scoreboard, do you still believe that? Do you play like that? 
Do I trust God? Do I really trust the Lord? Let me ask this question. What are the things that keep me from trusting the Lord? We all have them. I have them. What are the things that keep me from trusting the Lord? When they flare up and when they pop up, when they occur, I automatically stop trusting God. Let me ask this. Have you ever asked the Lord if he believes you trust him? Very few times we've ever asked that question. Lord, I want to know if you believe I trust you. And then I want you to do something that's extremely hard. Just wait in silence for the Holy Spirit to answer that question. Because I think we would quickly say, if someone asked us, do you trust God? Yeah, I trust God. I trust God. He's a big guy. He's an awesome guy. But I wonder if that's really true of us, and would God's answer echo our answer? Let me give you some fun facts. You, 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 you have to come on holiday weekend, July 4th, to get this kind of good information at church. Did you know that Psalms... 118 is the middle chapter in the whole entire Bible. Did you know that? It's right dead middle. So did you know that Psalms 117, the Psalms right before 118, if you need help with that, is the shortest chapter in the Bible? It's only got two verses. So if anybody ever asks you, I bet you can't memorize a whole chapter of the Bible, you say, I bet I can. And you take Psalm 117, and you'll win every time, if you can memorize two verses. Did you know that Psalm 119, the one right after Psalm 118, is the longest chapter in the whole entire Bible? It's 176 verses. Don't memorize that. Don't. That's a tough one. All right? Did you know this? The Bible has 594 chapters before Psalm 118 and, and, and 594 chapters after Psalm 18. That's pretty cool, isn't it? So if you added up all the chapters in the Bible except the, the chapter Psalm 18, you would get a total of 1,188 chapters. So based on that, 1,188 are Psalms 118.8 might be a very important verse. It might have a lot to say to us. Shouldn't it be kind of the central theme of the Bible since it is the central theme of the Bible? It's the center of the Bible. 
Let's look at Psalm 118.8 and see what it has to say. In the NIV, it says this, It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. (laughs) Don't you think the middle verse of the whole entire Bible ought to be important? It's like God said, this is my anchor verse. If you took it all and you took all the way from Genesis 1 to all the way to the end of Revelation, what is God trying to say to man the whole Bible, trust me, not man. Trust me. The New King James Version says this, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. (laughs) The Passion Translation is a beautiful translation, kind of like the message. Lord, it is so much better to trust in you to save me than to put my confidence in someone else. It is the anchor, middle, dead middle of the Bible. It is the absolute middle of the Word of God, His love letter to us, His love letter, His verse that He coined, that He put, that He, that he wrote for us is a reminder that we should trust nothing else but the Lord. Nothing else. You think, well, that's kind of interesting. What a coincidence. That is not a coincidence. God doesn't do coincidence. God doesn't do accidents. God does purpose. God put 594 chapters before it and 594 after. And dead center middle of the Bible, he put the key verse for your life. Trust me, child. Don't trust man. Man's good. God's greater. So let me give you a bunch of scripture that kind of echo the point that we need to trust God. Psalm 118, verse 1 and 2. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. Psalm 20, verse 7. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of our Lord God. Psalm 27, 1. The Lord is my light. And my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 27, 14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Take heart. And wait for the Lord. Psalm 34, 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourselves in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. A, a favorite one to quote, Psalm 46, 10. Be still and know that I am God. We know all these verses. All of them. 
But when it comes time to really trust God, to take refuge in him, to run to him, so he is our deliverer, he's our fortress, he's got us. Do we really run there? Do we really do that? Is God sovereign? Yes. Is God omnipresent? If you answer, I'm not sure on any of those, you're in trouble. Yes, he is. Is God omnipotent? Yes, he is. Is your God unshakable? Yes, he is. Is he unchangeable? Yes, he is. Is he unstoppable? Yes, he is. Why? Because that is who he is. We sing songs and worship songs. This is just a worship song. We sing these songs. They're powerful. They got a powerful message. But they have got to ring outside of a worship center and a worship set. They've got to be the echo of our lives when our feet are moving and our hands are moving. Because the world today doesn't care how good your worship song is if they don't see your worship song move. Does God need my help? You say, well, no, he doesn't need my help. Okay. Then why do we help him? <laughs> Y'all are like, I should have stayed home. I'm just saying, listen, I've been there. God is a sovereign, omnipotent, omnipresent, never changes, unstoppable, unshakable, doesn't change like shifting sand, the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is constant. He's my rock. He's my refuge. I know every bit of that. Every bit of that. I know God doesn't need my help. But the tendency is to help him. Why? I'll give you the quick answer. He's too slow. Amen? You said it, preacher. No, I said it because you're thinking it. That's why we do that. Believers, just like lost people, are anxious, nervous, jumpy, can't wait, can't trust God, can't sit in that refuge, can't wait on God's timing, can't just trust God. Thank God, God forgot me. For the first time, he forgot. That's what he's doing. And, and I talk to lost people, and I, and, I, and I talk to saved people. I watch lost people in the world, and I watch saved people in the world. And I'm telling you right now, it's hard to distinguish the two in this area. Why is that? Why? Does God need my help? Why don't you listen to Psalm 71, 6. From birth, I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's wound. I will ever praise you. Mm. 
from birth, I have what? I have relied on you. I have relied on you. So here's the big, fat question. When people watch you and me trust God, does that encourage them to trust God more? Or does it show them that you really don't trust God and they shouldn't either? That is a really tough question. When people watch you trust God, does that encourage them to trust God? Or does it show them that you don't trust him and they shouldn't either? See, the church is outside the church modeling this question. What are we saying to them about who our God is? If they should come to Christ, if they should give their life to Christ, if they should be born again and trust God, why don't you look more confident in your God? Because you look shaky in your God. And if you're shaky in your God, why should I, why should I partner up with your God? If you're going to act like I do, and I don't know him, why is he so good, and why should I trust him in my life? I'm just saying this to the church. Does your trust look different than their trust? It should. It should. Not only should it, <laughs> for the love of Jesus, it needs to. It needs to. Psalm 73, if you have your Bible, look at Psalm 73. It's a great couple of verses here. Psalm 73, verse 25. Whom have I in heaven but you? And the earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Those who are far from you will perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge, and I will tell of all your deeds. Mm. Whom have I in heaven but you? Whom? The bottom line is we all have a little bit of OCD when it comes to God. We want to control things, but we say God's in control. Then if God is in control and I'm not supposed to control things, then I need to what? Trust him. I want you to flip over a little bit to Psalm 90. Psalm 90. Verse 1 and 2, Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, are you brought forth the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting 
you are God. Skip over one, Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shadow, in the shelter of the Most High, will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. My God in whom I trust. Do I trust God? Do I trust God? I think it is one of the most seldom asked questions today. And I believe it is the most seldom asked question to the Lord about ourselves. How long has it been since you asked God, Father, do I trust you? Do you believe I trust you? For some of us, if we're honest this morning, we would say this. I have never asked God that question. Then I want to say to you, then you don't know the answer. Because in order to get the right answer, it all hinges on the right question. And if we have self-defined our trust in God based on our grading scale and our opinion, I wish I could have graded my own test in school. I wouldn't have been in the second grade twice. Amen? But I had a teacher and then a principal that was the authority. My answer to that question is irrelevant. God's answer to that question is supreme. I believe we ask the right question to the wrong person. You ask your best friend, do you think I trust God? Are you buying lunch or me? I'm buying. Then yeah, you trust God. (laughs) I'm so, you don't do that. But, But we ask the right question to the wrong people. I've got buddies of mine that if they were asked me if I thought they trusted God, I have some I would say no. They've never asked me that question. You know it about yourself regardless of the answer. So if... If you know that you really don't trust God and this is an area that you need to work on, I want to give you a passage of Scripture. If you will do this, it will automatically improve your trust. This is Psalm 42, verses 1 and 2. Psalm 42, 1 and 2. As a deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you. Oh, God, my soul thirsts for God, the living God. When can I go and meet with God? Isn't that a great question? 
When can I go and meet with God? There's a beautiful story in Exodus 33 of a man chosen by God and given a great task. But characteristic in his life should be the characteristic in every one of us. Before he was able to even accomplish what he accomplished, he knew one thing was very important, that he would meet with God. So it tells us that he met with God every day, one-on-one, face-to-face, and talked to God as a friend talks to a God, to a friend. And he asked one thing of God, that we wouldn't look like all the other people on the face of the earth. Let me say it like this. That we wouldn't look like all the other people on the face of the earth when it comes to trusting God. So God, I want you to do this. What would separate us? The answer in Exodus 33 was his presence. Moses said to God, then don't send us up from here unless your presence goes with us. So that we don't look like all the other people when it comes to trusting God. And then God said this, I'll do the very thing you've asked because I know you by name. And then that gentleman said these words, show me your glory. Show me your glory. God, I want to trust you, and I don't want to look like all the other people. I don't want to look like all the other dads. I don't want to look like all the other moms. When next time a storm comes in, I don't want to be in panic mode. I want to be under your wings. I want to be in your shadow. I want to be comforted by you knowing that you got this. What's going to distinguish me? My presence will, child. If you will sit with me, I will put my heart in you. And my heart trusts the Father's heart. And you'll trust the Father. Even if you can't see it, you'll trust him. Even if you don't know how it's going to turn out, you trust him. Even in the unknown, you'll trust him. When can I meet with God? Anytime you want. If you want to grow in the area of trusting God, meet with him. Because the thing about Moses was, Moses knew God's heart. The people knew his activity. Activity won't make you trust him. Heart will make you trust him. If you'll know his heart, you'll trust his heart. If you don't know his heart and you just know the things you see, your eyes will play tricks on you, play tricks on you. My desire is that the church in this area begins to look different. 
that we look like a people called by our God that bear his name, that trust him totally. This morning, right where you're at, just answer that question. Do I trust God? And ask it a little deeper for the very first time. God, what do you say? Do I trust you? And just let that answer fall. And whatever it is, you begin to take steps in that direction. Let me pray for us. As the worship team comes up, if you're working uh, down front this morning, welcome. you're welcome to come as well. Do I trust God? It's the central theme of the entire Bible. It is the anchor that holds. Shouldn't it be your anchor? This morning, if you don't trust him because you don't know him, you can meet him today. Let me pray for us. We're going to stand in worship, and then you do as the Holy Spirit moves. Father, this morning, my prayer is that you would move the church today. God, this is an area of the church that needs to be different than in the world. Your people should trust you more than the people that don't know you. So God, may our lives point others to a living God. As we stand in worship, Father, I pray that by your Holy Spirit, you would draw all people to you. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram by using the Church at Bushland and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.